0: Life over par. Kevin is once again joining us through video chat along with Kyle. Unfortunately, yeah. Kevin, uh, test positive again, eh?
1: Yep. <clears throat> Apparently, you, you can do that for quite some time.
0: Okay. Uh, when are you taking another test?
1: I didn't know that. Uh, I don't know if I will.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Be- <laughs> so... For those of you who don't know, you could, after you test positive, you can test positive for three months after that, okay. they're saying, Damn. okay, but you're not supposed to be contagious. So this is just a one more week buffer of, uh, you know, don't, yeah. don't want to give it to you two or Brian. Okay. So,
0: okay. <laughs> well, unlike last episode, uh, I do have somebody in studio with us. Our guest today, he graduated from Farwell High School.
2: That's right.
0: Moved on to MMCC and another pretty good Michigan school, I'd say, MSU. He's a Spartan.
2: Of course. Come on.
0: Uh, He is the man behind the scenes that makes Eagle Glen look as nice as it does. Eagle Glen's superintendent. Welcome, James Halstead.
3: Thanks for having me. Never know. Would you like to start with
0: questions this week? or
3: your, myself james i i just gotta say i gotta get in front of this your voice sounds really intimidating
2: i can't see <laughs> you but you're <laughs> you know I, i've actually heard that several times recently so i hmm. I, I don't know what to say but if, if, <laughs> right? if that works i <laughs> guess we're gonna go with it All right
0: <laughs> well we'll start off uh, just about how i have every guest just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself
2: oh boy I mean, are we, are we staying in golf course related or however we going to expand here? We're so, going to get
0: plenty of golf in, so however I, you'd like I to... Mean,
2: we can go back to Farwell High School okay. and, and, yeah, we <laughs> we graduated there. I graduated there and, and you know, I I started playing golf there in high school and mm-hmm. I, I guess even before that, you know, there was a junior golf program that, that was started at one before. Well, it's, it's been a long time before I even started it, but... um yeah, junior golf started walking to the course on a daily basis because I couldn't drive yet, obviously, and yeah. lived close enough, and and I guess I've just never left the course <laughs> yeah. since, since started playing junior yeah. golf.
1: So I guess
2: not. When was it that you actually started at the course? I started probably my I'm gonna say my junior year in high school. Okay, so it's it's. You know as, as soon as they hired me you know they had to, i had to get to a certain age before they allowed me to work there and but you know i remember specifically you know going there for junior golf and I, I remember it watching the guys mowing the greens and they would finish mowing the greens and i don't remember why but specifically after they were done mowing the greens they would take this i thought it was a fishing pole off of their greens mower and they would start whipping the greens with it and I just couldn't fathom what they were doing and mm-hmm. and it was just an intriguing you guys have to go out and and take this feather duster to these greens to make them <laughs> to make them the way they are and yeah. and that's kind of where it all began i guess okay. is is watching the employees out there doing what they do on a daily basis and and i just just couldn't couldn't stop learning and had to keep on going and going and learning more.
0: So not to,
2: <laughs> not to throw your, your age out there, or give that away, but
0: uh, you've been working at the course more years in your life than you've not been working at the course. Yes. This would be my 22nd year there. So. 22nd year. Anybody doing wow. math, you can figure that one out. In the age, <laughs> Kyle, do you want to try? What did you start
3: 38? out doing at 38? That's
0: a good guess. It's good math, yeah,
1: it's I think.
2: 10, Probably 10, as 10, good 10. as I
0: can
1: come up with.
0: There you go. <laughs> what was that, Kevin? Uh,
1: I asked what he started out doing at the
2: golf course. Yeah. Oh, it was just basic stuff, you know, basic. I mean I throw you in a, a bunker and leave it for dead? I mean, it wasn't even bonkers at first. It was basically changing cups every single day, and that's... <laughs> every single day I had to change cups, you know, and to this day, nobody can still change the cup as fast as I can and do it as well as I can. Of course, but if you do something repetitively for two or three years of your life, every day, you're going to, you're going to just be able to be looking at the cup and figure out what you can do to make it look better. And what's the
3: strangest thing that you've ever pulled from the
2: cup? <laughs>
1: That's an interesting question. Uh, I,
2: I've heard many stories about you know the pins are being removed and finding finding evidence from the nights before activities in the bottom of the cup, but I, I personally have not I've not found any of the brown remnants in the bottom of the hole before. So I just asked because my old
3: superintendent are at uh, down in Naples uh arrowhead the uh one of the guys i guess said that the um guy placed i think it was like the 18th hole and it was on like this knob and he said it was complete shit so he <laughs> took it by himself to shit in the cup and put this <laughs> pin
2: in i mean so I, i've heard of that happening several times but i mean even shitty, shitty pin location. What was that? It's a, I said The shitty
1: <laughs> pin location? A, oh,
2: God. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, you when, must be doing a good enough job that nobody wants yeah. to poop in your cup. <laughs> <laughs>
0: if, if that's the uh, the way you rate it, is, well, I guess I haven't had some shit in my cup yet.
1: Yeah. yeah I guess you've done well. have been there a while, so that's pretty good. <laughs> would you
3: would you say that if it happens here in the next few weeks it's not us it's not (laughs) us. (laughs) of course not of course not
4: uh
0: would you say that um you're doing your dream job is this kind of what you wanted to do growing up I guess once you
2: started it was like something you really fell in love with and as as far as dream got you know I I've never wanted to do anything different so okay so I guess you know, it's, as long as I can go to work and enjoy it and, you know, just associate with the golfers and, and most of them seem to enjoy what I do. And, you know, so it makes it easy to get up and go to work in the morning. Yeah.
0: Um, did about, you, uh,
3: go ahead, Kyle. I was going to ask if you have a, a course, do you have a, a dog that was on the course with you. Most superintendents have dogs.
2: I, I wished I did. But I just, you know, I don't have the time. can me on that. Yeah. Put that in the budget.
3: Throw yeah. <laughs> a bread of a, get you a golden retriever or something.
2: I mean, it, it's a very popular thing these days. I mean, they've got calendars with dogs on it now, you know, the superintendent's dogs. And, you know, I, that's one of my favorite calendars that I yeah. use, which is actually some, it's a, through a magazine company. But they're using dogs more to on a daily basis to be chasing geese off the course and Mm -hmm. using them as a as an asset as an employee and and i think it would be a good idea but i just to train a dog to behave itself and stay with me and not chase the customers and go lick their feet or (laughs) yeah it just
1: he's really just got to stay he's really just got to stay on 10 (laughs) chase Mm -hmm. chase the geese away Oops. No, there's a
0: lot more. There's, there's a lot more Seven, ponds <laughs> <out there>.
1: six. Eighteen's
0: <laughs> well, the I biggest I always problem. see them on ten.
1: Well, yeah. Uh,
0: a, a question on, well, goose management was later on, but I can bring it up now that you well, sure. kind of brought it up. Um, <laughs> what is there to managing the course and keeping the geese? Like, I mean, are there a, a big problem out there? I mean, they're everywhere.
2: Uh. I mean, I think I think everybody's well aware of the whole thing that geese do is eat and leave the remnants behind. Yes. Yes. So, and it seems to be the finer the grass, the more preferred the grass is. The shorter the cut, so Mm -hmm. the greens tend to get the brunt of the vegetation consumption and remnants behind so it's it's an issue yeah yeah and they're (laughs) i need to come up with a different word for remnants (laughs) deposit (laughs) the deposit well the problem is 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 if they're not cleaned up or if they're a little bit on the soft side they you can't pick them up and the grass gets burned from it so so a couple weeks later there'll be a big Spot that's brown and not green anymore. So, I mean, so if we got a hundred geese like we did a month ago out there, constantly leaving droppings around, and no, they're not a desired animal <laughs> no, on a golf of course, of course not. No, <laughs> because you got to put through all that, yes. you gotta,
0: yes, you do, yes, you do. And, um, <clears throat> you are a hunter, correct? Oh, absolutely. So oh. I would say it's probably a good spot maybe to hunt geese is maybe out
2: there. Is that something that would be okay? I have had to remind my neighbors that as long as I'm following the laws of the four hundred and fifty <laughs> feet, that mm-hmm. it's that it's perfectly legal for me to be out there. I mean, maybe <laughs> I, I guess if you have permission, and I guess the guy that you would ask permission to do it would be me. So yeah. I I haven't been kicked off the course yet, and I've had some neighbors question my Mm -hmm. use control activities out there. Talk about a shotgun start.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Man, you're, you're leading me right into another question here.
2: But, you know, oh, it's, okay. it's it's something that has to happen. Right. You, you got to right. keep control of them. And if you don't chase them off the course, they're going to learn to love the place and they're <clears throat> going to learn to live there. And that's not a welcome spot for them to live. So we continue to to provide other places for them that are safer. And mm-hmm. as long as they continue to move on, we're in a good relationship.
0: Yeah. Kyle said their shotgun start. I had somebody ask me, uh, what's your feelings on shotgun starts?
2: Someone said you probably wouldn't Uh, like them. Surprise shotgun start. The key word there is surprise. Okay. If, if, (laughs) but my job is to go alter every day and stay ahead of the customers. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, it's, it's the flat out basics of what I do is Mm -hmm. this, just, just try everything I do to keep ahead of the customers. And then all of a sudden there's a surprise shotgun that I wasn't aware of because obviously the customer <laughs> wants to come in and, well, of course we can do it. Well, why not? So yeah, it's go ahead and have your shotgun <laughs> and they always, yeah. You know, so I'm always about finishing up around nine o'clock right now. So nine o'clock is about when the shotgun start and they always catch me when I've got like two holes left to do and. I, yeah. I don't I don't know what to do <laughs> other than just to pick up my mowers and go back to the shop and reconvene with the workers and all right, we gotta we gotta redo our whole plan here because we had a surprise thrown into the mix. Mm-hmm. So so no, it's it's not, not my favorite thing <laughs> not, but.
0: not the preferred start of a superintendent <laughs> is a shotgun start.
2: But but then again, if if I know about it, you know, then I can mow the greens in a different order and usually accommodate mm-hmm. and provide a, provide the greens to be mowed before you guys start your shotgun. So right. so yeah, that's just the biggest have, thing. Have you, just,
3: have you ever been hit on your mower?
2: My machine has been hit a couple of times, and mm-hmm. so I personally, I'm. I'm Probably shouldn't jinx myself here, but
0: we got wood to knock on. But yeah.
2: <laughs> but it seems it seems like the golfer's care is dropping lately. I mean, so <laughs> oh, so yeah. if if a machine is fifty yards in front of you and you've got a driver in your hand, I don't understand the mentality of some of these people to go ahead and tee it up and uh, try to tee it over top of one of my workers let's say and i i don't even know how to respond to people that that think that 50 seconds you know we'll we'll let the mower get out of the way as long as they know you're there they're not trying to slow you down just you just gotta wait just a little bit let them get out of your way and Mm -hmm. why would you tee up your driver and attempt to hit it over this guy's head That, that just that just makes absolutely no sense to me. You know, just, it's, it's just not worth it for 50 seconds. To get... Do you ever,
3: do you ever feel like or a power move? Like when you go up to a tea box or you're there and they pull up and you're working and then like they get out in the tee box and you're like, you put your mower, you know, like lower gear and just watch them. And someone just like duffs it. You're like, yeah, that's my, that's me. <laughs> I, I, did, I, I I did that.
2: <laughs> it happens almost every time. So, <laughs> yeah I, I feel so it happens to me over. every time so <laughs> so instead of just idle you know sometimes I'll just go somewhere else and pretend I'm not watching, but really I'm just okay, hurry up and get it <laughs> over with and and so as long as I'm pretending to go do something else, I think the golfers I, I, yeah I'm obviously watching you because you're in my way, but <laughs> but as long as the golfer thinks that I'm doing yeah. something else, I think they're usually okay with it.
3: Yeah, yeah. usually like when you go up to the fairway or something, and and they're on the green, and you're like, and like they back up and like, no, 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 go ahead, and come up, like, no, 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 you, you go, you go, I'll, i wait
2: because
3: we're gonna have this thing. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, I, that happens all the time too, and I'm just
3: like, and <laughs> that waste so much time. But you're like doing this stupid dance. You're like, no, you, me, no, you, and then.
2: I I thought it was just a farwell thing because when you when you pull up to Main Street and Farwell and you got your left blinker on and the guy across keeps waving you on and I'm just like, dude, if you would have just went, we could have I could have gone behind you and this whole situation would have been over with by now. So yeah. So I thought it was just a farwell thing that everything kinda everybody's trying to be nice, but it's just like, Come on, dude, just just do it and get it over Mm -hmm. with. So I mentioned
0: in the intro there that you you did go to uh, schooling after high school. Um, was there any schooling that you did for
2: your job now? Well, I got a degree in business. So, I mean, that that was just a general broad area. But then I started going to MSU and starting to focus. But I, I started working at the golf course when I was in high school. So, yeah, yeah the obvious thing after high <laughs> school is to go to college and get a degree, mm-hmm. you know, so business is, is pretty is there anything though that's
0: like like golf oriented like that so, was the focus of this? so
2: yeah then i got my degree and yeah so then i'm going to msu and and taking several classes there but i've i've learned that going to msu it was it was catered to what people were sponsoring you know all, all the you had to have money to have this product research for example and and none of the stuff was real life applications. This was all out of out of Ego Glenn's perspective, out of their budget. You know, we're right. we're, we're talking when, when we compare budgets, it's to other courses. I can't believe how much money they can spend and still make a profit at the end of the year. Yeah. Where I'm just right. trying to make it break even and mm-hmm. but everything that they're researching is is so out of perspective of what we try to offer at Eagle Glen, you know, like right now they're researching foot control traffic. And I'm just like, so they're out there taking, they're trying different shoes and they're, yeah, trying different traffic control things. And I'm just like, I'm not worried about traffic control. I'm just worried about (laughs) saving money and making the best conditions possible. Mm -hmm. What do we do with the geese poop? (laughs) Real world.
3: (laughs) We're simpletons here. You
0: have
2: a goose
3: season out there
2: and that's what you do. So so I g I guess this, you know, the to, to say my most of my education, you know, is, is obvious experience, you know, doing this for for a while. I, mm-hmm. I don't do anything twice the same. You know, okay. I, I keep saying that. So every, every every year is a new science project. But You know, so I take my salesman and I work hand in hand with my salesman. All right. What are other superintendents doing to try and cure this particular whatever? Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. and they're saying, you know, so I'm, I'm using the other superintendents as colleagues, you know, and the salesman force, they, most of them used to be superintendents. They used to be in my position and well, this is, this is what you need to do. And so trial and error you know, and oh, that worked. I'm going to try that again next time. Or that didn't work, so we can it's move like on. A,
0: it's like a crowdsourcing effort where you're taking knowledge from all these other people to figure out how to fix. And the and, thing it's, you and have. it's real
2: life knowledge. It's yeah. not not something that's pushed toward an agenda, right? Does, I mean, <clears throat> is is there
0: any sort of certifications and stuff that you have to keep up on for your your job?
2: Oh, of course, yeah, well, yeah. To spray chemicals yeah, or, would or would to buy. So. I don't buy a lot of restricted chemicals. I mean, so that's the main reason I've got my spraying license. But yeah, I got I got to maintain my spraying license and renew it every three sure. years, just like a teacher would. Or and what's involved in that? Just a test, or I, you can take a test, or I choose to go take seminars or something along conference. Go to conferences and I can get education credits toward my spraying license yeah. and. Okay. And it's it's not a not too big of a problem.
0: Are there any similarities between yourself and Bushwood Country Club Zone Carl Spackler? Who are you familiar <laughs> with, Carl Spackler? I am not uh, Cannibal. He is uh, superintendent at Bushwood on um, Caddyshack. Caddyshack. You know Bill, Murray. uh, Bill Murray's character there. <laughs> okay. So that that question did not go over well. <laughs> I'll put it that way He once he once uh, <laughs>
1: caddied for the Dalai Lama himself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so to jump jump to the end of what this question was going to be, uh, how big of an issue would a gopher be on the golf course?
2: Golfers are not an issue in farwell, but moles and <laughs> okay. ground squirrels and. And yes, the thought of dynamite has crossed my mind.
3: <laughs> there, here we go. Here's
2: his, yeah. his eyes, I guess. Cinderella boy. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> 355 <laughs> yards, uh, about yeah. a five iron. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah uh, ground moles. Uh, give me some more information about that. I got that problem here. <laughs> <laughs> what do I need to do?
3: Well, <laughs>
0: what are we going to do on ground moles? <laughs>
2: they're, they're very persistent but you know ground moles they they're there for a reason so they've got a food source there so if you eliminate the food source obviously the moles going to go elsewhere and quite often that's the easiest route to take is just to deter them and make them go elsewhere mm-hmm. i mean gasoline oh. does work but i did, i didn't say that and <laughs> i mean there there's lots of options but i probably can't speak to them publicly <laughs>
0: A question I had come in.
1: We'll talk later.
0: (laughs) A question I had come in is how would you compare Eagle Glen from let's say eight to ten years ago to how the conditions of it is now?
2: When I first took over, I mean the superintendent had When did you first take over? I can't remember. Hmm. It's been a while. Hmm. Um yeah, I don't know that's right it's been <laughs> been there that
4: long
2: <laughs> but yeah I, I mean I was, I was probably in my, my mid-20s when i took over the superintendent's position and the, the guy i took over i mean he, he tried to teach me everything he knew but for some reason i i outpaced him <laughs> according to some people and Basically, the manager asked me, well, do you think you could do this job? And it was just like, well, if, if all I got to do is what he's doing, then I guess we won't have any issues getting this job done. But I mean, there's there's lots of stories, but I, I don't want to bring him down too right, much. Right,
3: right, 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 right.
2: But, but it wasn't until I took over, until I started to understand some of the reasonings that he did some of the things that he did, and... A lot of that probably can't be put publicly. <laughs> right. either. Can't be talked about either. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, so what was the original question? <laughs>
0: the uh original question. Let me scroll through and get this one back again. <laughs> how would you compare the course from, okay. let's say, eight to ten years ago to how it is now?
2: So, so when I first took over, I, the greens were. Uh, you know we we were just just doing minimum maintenance on a daily basis we'd go out and mow i'm sure but but the problem is 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 when i had a question and i would ask the superintendent is okay i'm this is happening and i want to know why it's happening and what can we do to correct it and basically he could never answer my questions and so i you know went ahead and did my own research and asked questions to other superintendents again and and outsourced and basically we weren't taking care of the greens at all. you got to do more than just mow them, obviously. <laughs> Turns out. you actually got to <laughs> yeah. manage the water and the thatch and you, you actually got to smack them s- with a fishing pole. But, smack them with fishing poles. <laughs> but, the, but the biggest thing I can remember is, is, you know, you walked on the greens and you left a footprint indentation, you know, and I'm just trying to think that that's not normal. And so, so from then on, you know, it's like, all right, what do I got to do to fix these greens? And now today I can't believe some of the stuff I do to (laughs) try to kill the greens to get them closer. You know, that basically the faster the ball rolls, the closer to death, the greens are. So you got to find a line to keep them nice looking and green and healthy but yet but yet you gotta make them playable right. how uh how fast do you like the greens on a stint meter i like them about a nine and a half you know anything faster you know you're it just the brake gets almost doubled and You know, I I just enjoy a fast-paced round of golf. And if it's too slow, if I can't get the ball to the hole, obviously, you know, when you're getting down to the eights, you know, you just got to hit it a little bit harder and you're just not. So, yeah, nine and a half to me is about what the average customer basis likes too. It's just just fast enough, but yet healthy enough, Mm -hmm. but yet. So, it's a good medium all around to just provide a nice experience for the golfer.
0: Okay. So, you don't have to be a really good golfer to enjoy you know putting on on those greens i would say i'm just an average guy and i i think the greens now are probably as as nice and roll as true as they've ever rolled since i've started playing out there this past year um kyle from you working on courses in florida and indiana um what kind of speed were they rolling
3: they're they're about that um at my private club down in Florida, they're probably around a ten. They're a little bit faster just because the, there's not much um, traffic. So they okay. you know, had a lot of money where they could, you know, they can have someone out there and spray all the greens. And um, having being in Florida, they could uh, monitor that a little bit better and the traffic and everything. So after like a Monday or Tuesday league, it'd usually be I don't know probably thirty more people through the whole day would go out and play. So mm-hmm. that would, wouldn't give add stress to the golf or to the green. So, um, <clears throat> but when we had our member guest and when we had our like men's club championship, we've pushed it to, uh, they pushed it to right around 12 and a half or almost 13. Um, but it's not as undulated, it's not as hilly. So, um, the top spots aren't going to get as heated, and, um, that's what I was going to ask. James is what what do you have a tournament where you're you put you um turn your greens up a little bit and make it 11 or 12?
2: Uh every year we you know we we try to schedule it. You know, it's it's got to be scheduled like 2 or 3 weeks in advance, you know, right. if we're, we're going to have something special out there, sure. Sure, I'll 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 do whatever it takes to get them up to 12 and a half if that's what it takes to to get the people out there and yeah, we used to have a we used to have a tournament out there that was a three-day tournament and it was all i could do to go out there and speed up those greens and i remember being out there at ten, eleven o'clock at night just just babying them and mm-hmm. just seeing what i can just doing everything i could do to just you know it's, it's all about the experience you know I, I want you to come out and enjoy the course and And if that means speeding up the greens a little bit, we can probably accommodate you.
3: (laughs) That was my superintendent in in Florida. That was like his Super Bowl. That was his biggest when it came to the men's club championship. Everyone was playing well. He turned those, like it'd take two weeks, and he turned those greens up. And we would sit on the patio and look at 18 as they come up. And members would have, I don't know, probably three or four feet, and they'd hit eight feet past. Eight feet past again. i have be seeing someone like six putt from there. Snap their putter in half and say, "This is ridiculous." Like, and he was just loving it because he's like, "I never do this. I yeah. I'm always nice. I always I'm always accommodating, but this <laughs> is like the U.S. Open. This is this is my championship. So here we go." And they all everyone loved it, but a few
2: members. I, and, <laughs> and I've I've seen it that I've seen the same thing out there. You know, when the greens get get up there and they're six putt, and, you know, I'm watching them. <laughs> they pretend that they it's like hilarious. they oh, pretend wow. that they like fast greens but really they don't Mm-mm. they, they don't. I don't they don't I don't like real fast greens.
1: I hate all greens equally <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Kevin. That a shirt make a shirt
0: <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite hole on the course?
2: Um the holes I like to play are actually the worst ones to maintain, you know, like like the ones with the water and all the rocks, you know, so you gotta make sure the weeds are out of every single rock. So they're harder to maintain. You know, like like number six is a very pretty hole, but that you gotta hit over the pond, but the willow tree is just a nasty tree. You know, so get so, rid of it. So my my, fa- my favorite trees are the worst liked trees. <laughs> You know, but yeah, I like the par fives, you know, because I just like to step up to the tee box and just try to take my driver and hit the ball as far as I can. And, you know, so the par threes are, they're, they're all right. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to step up and hit the ball.
0: We, uh, we had some listener questions come in, and I know they're not too serious about it, but, um, uh, he's a heck of a slicer. Um, and he was wondering when you're going to take down the tree. Uh, hole five, right by the tee box there, and uh he said, "For for the heck of it, you might as well do six as well and take it out that willow tree. <laughs> yeah. That's probably a no go.
2: Uh The whole the tree at number five that he's referring to isn't even in play. So. Well, it is for him. <laughs> so
1: some of us have, to, have to aim it. at that tree to yeah. get to the <laughs>
2: There's a there's a really old tree stand in that tree from back when that course used to be a farm, so so I'd hate to be the one that had to take the chainsaw <laughs> to it.
0: Speaking of the holes, like what goes into pin placement and deciding where to cut the the cups?
2: You know, I, it can be as complicated as. As me going out and doing it myself, I guess it would be the easiest way to set a pin placement that I want to be placed. Mm-hmm. So I can't do that on a daily basis because i got other things to worry about. So I think it was probably four years ago we, we created that quadrant pin placement location sheet. That's that's not perfect because some of the greens, to, to get into the some of the quadrants, they're back... You got to tuck them back into the corners where they're they've got these little narrow yeah. narrow areas on the green, and so now it's every, so being quadrant based, you know, every fourth pin location is going to be tucked back in this corner where normally it's reserved for you know a special occasion, some special tournament or something. So you got to like on thirteen, you know, that that left side of thirteen where the bunker comes into yeah. it, play. It's it's not a very you know, the back corner of 11, it's very tight. I, I can hardly even turn the mower back in there. It's yeah. so tight. Yeah. But now we're being forced to utilize the whole green though. On, you know, So we're rotating the pins and actually I kind of have learned to like it because now we're distributing the wear into those spots for a day. And the so the wear patterns on the greens have actually turned out to be healthier now that we're spreading the pin locations out. Mm-hmm. Um, thirteen. When it's when it's tucked back there in the back, uh,
0: I find it uh, easier to play up ten to shoot it over the water oh. that's normally behind 10's green, and try to get to 10's fairway and then play over. Just because the angle is so much easier to get in that way. You're one of those guys. I'm one of those guys.
3: You don't want to close up play.
0: No, I make well, sure there's team, nobody team. coming up ten before I do it. <laughs> if there's nobody coming up ten. Then I know that I can I can attempt that one. If there's someone's coming up ten, then it's just the traditional <laughs> up thirteen and then dog leg over, you gotta go up the little hill. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But if there's nobody there, it's a better way to access that pin spot. <laughs>
3: it is. You're talking about like um, wear patterns and, and when you mow in the greens. Um, I've noticed a few golf courses that to make sure that they the fringe isn't you know, because some as you see, like sometimes the mower drops a little bit early before it hits the fringe or before it hits the green, and it has that like, kind of indentation. Um, so what they'll do is they'll go around the whole, well they'll go around it first, and then they will go make their pattern. Do you guys do that, or what do um, you think about like people going around? Like you, you mow around the green first.
2: I refer kinda, that to as the cleanup pass. So to do that first kind of doesn't make a lot of sense to me because. When you're lifting and lowering those reels, you're all, every time you lift it and lower it, you're dropping little clumps of grass. So if you make up the cleanup lap first, you're going to have to go back and either do whip it or take that fishing pole thing <laughs> that I was talking about wow. earlier. Or or it's just quicker <laughs> it's just to do that last and go ahead and clean up all the grass clippings so that you... I mean,
3: that's don't. what they do. Maybe they'll do that and then they go around it. I just didn't know if you guys did that or not.
0: Uh, as far as mowing patterns um some courses do diagonal some do like the all the right side is mowed one way and all the left side mowed the other way you have a preference is it just a preferred look for you
2: um there's there's a lot of courses that you know if you mow the same direction every time it's going to take that grass and lay it down and that you're actually training the grass to grow a certain direction so if you're training the grass to continually grow in the same direction, you're not going to cut it. You're gonna you're just gonna let it grow longer and longer, just as long as it, you know, there's there's a real science behind cutting grass with a real mower instead of a rotary mower. And you so you, you gotta change directions or else the blade's just gonna lay down. So you if you don't you gotta go crisscross mm-hmm. or something to pick up that blade of grass and cut it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, so, but it looks nicer if you're going to train that grass to go lay in one way. So your stripes are a lot more darker and lighter, Mm -hmm. but on a green, you don't want grain. You want that. Well, yeah,
0: I'm just mean fairways.
2: Fairways. No, I don't want the grain.
0: No. So are you going diagonal one way, diagonal the other way the next time
2: or? So the gen, you know. (laughs) Depends on who, if I'm mowing, I'm doing it as fast as I can to get out of there. So, so obviously if I'm going to, if I'm going to mow the fairway, I'm just going to take the longest pass as I can. Okay. You know, if you're picking up and turning around, you're wasting time. Mm -hmm. So, so just the other day when I was mowing. You know, there wasn't there's no more golfers out coming, but I gotta mow before I can close up the course. So I just drove around the outer perimeter and just kept on mowing around in circles and never even lifted my decks up, for example. <laughs> so yeah, it I don't, no, you know, you're burning fuel, you're yeah. you're out there in the cold and <laughs> it's it still looked good after I was done with it though. It's October. Yeah, yeah Yeah, it's It's cold yeah so there there (laughs) was there was curvy lines instead of straight lines no big deal fine and
3: you're talking about like trying to get it you know done as fast as you can just because you have so much play um and you have a certain time period where you need to get done um what about like family life what's your family like like I'd imagine you're working before the sun comes up and, you know, what's your normal day? What are your hours?
0: (laughs) I know you wanted to say it, I'll drink for it anyway.
2: Yeah, the 6 o'clock news is over and I got to go to bed. I've I've said that several times. But, yeah, I got a wife and I got two kids. I got got a boy that just turned a teenager this last couple uh, – a week ago. He just turned into a teenager now. And, of course, now he knows everything. You better get him on a (laughs) mower. Oh, he'd, he'd, love to be out there with me, but yeah, yeah. Finding time to spend with my family is definitely a challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm on the course. If it's summer, I'm out there seven days a week. And if I'm not out there, I'm thinking about it. And, and it definitely is definitely taxing on my family. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I try to take Sunday off and go to church with them and, mm-hmm. Dear Jesus, hopefully no one poops
3: in my my cups. <laughs> <laughs> how many amen. I think
0: uh something that might blow some of the listeners' minds. How many gallons of water during peak season oh, get put on the course every night?
2: Well, if you average one of my heads might be able to shove out ninety gallons a minute and if it runs ten to twenty minutes, I mean I I can I can run my pumping capacity at peak capacity is 1,200 gallons a minute. So okay. if, if I'm running that 12 hours a night, you can do the oh, math. Yeah, Who, it's who's a lot. My, who's my math guy back there? <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, the
0: math guy here. Come on, Kyle. Uh, the, the number I heard was about a quarter million gallons. Does that sound about right
2: without doing the math? I should probably
0: do the math i was doing it it's
2: a lot it's a yeah. lot you did the math and it's a lot i, I mean I, in a month time i've, I've pumped probably at most of a million gallons out of the out of the ponds in one month before okay that's uh it's a lot but, um, but that's based on math calculations i i don't know if it's an. i don't have a flow meter on my pump, so i don't really okay. know exactly so i'm sure the calculations are off a little bit but when we when we had
0: sammy on um, it was something that was asked after we stopped recording. We asked Kyle and, and Kevin their idea of how much water gets put on the course.
3: Um, way, off. Yeah. way off, they way off. They thought it was head. extremely
0: low. So I think for somebody to hear that you're pumping twelve thousand gallons out of like all, all the heads in, you said uh, was it a minute or was that an hour? Uh, twelve hundred gallons a minute. Twelve hundred gallons a minute. Okay. And you're twelve hours a night, so that just blows your mind. If you're doing the math on that, how much water is actually moving out there?
2: Yeah, I, I gotta be careful how much water I, I say that I pump because I know that Aquafina over there is, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't even know if they're pumping as many gallons, but I'm putting it back in the ground, so yeah. it's not going anywhere, so it's okay. Yeah, you're recycling. <laughs> yeah, I'm filtering it. <laughs>
0: Uh, a question that came in from uh, Andrew Soppy. Thank you for the question here. Uh, what is one
2: of your biggest pet peeves as a superintendent for the course, at least? Can you be more specific, Andrew? Or <laughs> I, I mean, just, just today, you know, because I got my mechanic in the shop and we're, you know, just going through the equipment, making sure it's good to go for next year. and And I can't believe the markup on – some of the equipment parts, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can go to the auto parts store and get the same bearing for five bucks where they're wanting 30 bucks for that same bearing. And, and now I'm finding that, you know, of course the part has to be just specific enough that they're, that they can market it towards their machinery. And that that's probably my that's biggest peeve today is just a markup. I'm like $160 for a part that should only be 20 bucks is, it, but it keeps me on my toes because mm-hmm. now I'm thinking, all right, I can go and get a lathe and make my own mm-hmm. whatever or, yeah, you know, so it, keep, it keeps me thinking on continually what I can do to do the – Sounds like that's a
3: lot. Like you have everything else going on and on top of that. You're like, oh shit, like I need to get this part. But then I can usually just like go on the computer and order it, do the more expensive route or take the time and like call in and then drive and get the part.
2: Well, I, th- I think that's what the dealer wants us to do, is just call and order the part, just yeah. because I can Right, right, right. right. Yeah, right. But, you know, I, I can hire a whole nother guy for the entire summer for the amount that I spend on maintenance and repair of that equipment. And not to, True. But to purchase that equipment initially is just outrageous. I can buy a house for some of that. Oh, yeah. It's just... So I guess that's my biggest pet peeve, Andrew. I, I'm sorry that it's not really golf-related. <laughs> no, but. that's fine. It's that's, uh, that's superintendent-related, yeah. and that's yeah,
3: fine. We had uh, one. Um, I mean, I, my, I, old I, super, my old superintendent, what he wanted to do was he didn't like carts parking, like, right next to the green because we had cart path all along the whole course. And he yeah. didn't like when the carts were just, like, uh, off the green on tee boxes and just off the green on, like, right next to the green or right – just off the oh, paths. I,
2: I mean, yes. th- that was the obvious answer. So I, I, I didn't want to give the <laughs> well, obvious right. answer. You so, know, every time a golfer it, goes out and makes a div at the fairway. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. We had it where, uh, like if you went out there and played, like it was the maintenance, like responsibility to make sure that you were following everything. Right. And if you didn't, if you parked half your tire off, like off the car path on the tee box or by the green, You'd owe yeah. you'd owe you'd owe the uh, maintenance building a case of beer. That's how they had it. Any employee that did that owed maintenance a case of beer.
2: Oh, the maintenance crew doing that? Yeah, that's a whole different yeah. story. Yeah. I, like, but if Golford, you know, it all comes back oh, to the, yeah. the, the. We're talking about an experience here. You know, if I'm complaining about one tire being off the cart path, you know, that that's what you're going to go home with is that man. They're picky out there, and I didn't enjoy myself oh, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. But finding that line of yeah, that one tire on the collar of the green is probably a little close, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's a that's a fat peeve. <laughs> you mentioned I a
3: handicap flag, but um yeah. you mentioned uh,
0: every golfer goes out and makes divots in the fairway. Um uh, in your opinion, what's the best way there? Just do you prefer to grab that and replace it back into the hole or Throw it out and just use sand.
2: What's best for the course, or in your eyes, what's best? In my experience, the the quickest repair would be to get rid of the divot and just fill it with sand. Bent grass is designed to grow so aggressively that it's it's gonna fill in faster if you just just fill it with sand and it just gives a media to grow into. Where if you got a divot out there, it just kind of seems to decay and kind of stagnate the process. It just so, I found in my experience that you know if if the divot's there, it might cover up the growth that wants to come up from underneath. And if you just get rid of it, it's just it, it heals in a little bit faster. So chances for, are it's not going to grow from the divot. Yeah, chances are it's not going to live. So, so
0: for golfers out there, don't you know walk up, grab the divot, and put it back in the hole. Just put the sand in and move on. And, and grab th- the divot
3: and throw it in the in the throw it in the rough in the rough.
0: If, yeah.
2: if you take an inch di- deep divot, it might <laughs> it might have enough root structure there to.
3: <laughs> what's your longest divot you've seen on a golf court Like, oh, man,
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mounted on the wall. Yeah, <laughs> a little beaver pelt. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I have a question, go um,
3: ahead. James. What's your favorite? I don't know if you even. I don't know if you watch golf in the PGA or anything like that, but like, what's your favorite tournament to watch? Like, Oh, definitely. as just a fan or just as like, the yeah, like you appreciate the way that they do things.
2: It's it's tough. I mean, obviously the masters with the, with the, with all the stuff that goes into making that course. Perfect. You know, is mm-hmm. is something to strive towards, but yeah, you can't, you can't come home and expect to achieve those results. So, right. so there's there's realistic versus the Masters. Mm-hmm. But you'd like say that would be like your, you love it. Yeah,
0: you'd say that would be um, your, like your favorite tournament to watch. Then, would oh be sure, the Masters. Yeah. Oh sure. So, do you have a pick for this year's Masters?
2: Have every who you think uh, might pull it out? I I can't I can't say it publicly. <laughs> No. Well, do you have a favorite? You have a favorite golfer. Do you have a favorite, favorite golfer? <laughs> a favorite uh, golfer? I'm, I mean, Tiger Woods has done a lot for the course, for the you know, bring bringing golf alive. And I see you've got a Tiger Woods hat over there. I but, do, but I, I can't say that he's going to be my favorite. Okay, but you don't want to say your favorite. <sighs> there, there's, they're all at their ups yep. and downs, so.
3: Okay. I mean, she's so leaving it open. So,
2: so 20 feet now. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so if, <laughs> I leave, if, if I leave it open, I'm always the winner. So, okay. I, I picked the right one. See, yeah, I, I rooted for him. Yeah. Nope. And he yeah. won. Okay. Yep. Patrick, uh, Reed. Patrick Reed. Patrick <laughs> Reed. No way, it's Patrick Reed. <laughs> no.
0: So, I looked through your Facebook a little bit. Uh oh. Went back just a little bit. And saw my two
2: posts for a year. <laughs> <laughs> There's
0: not many there, but there was a good one that I found pretty funny. Um, and I'm just wondering if you ever uh did this. The romp to it, the Duluth uh Duluth Flex Fire Hose Romper. You posted that. Uh any chance that makes it into the uh course uniforms for the grounds <laughs> yes. crew.
2: I, I think, to, you know, I, think
0: I tagged my mechanic
2: with that or something. I think it was, me,
0: I think it was uh, your mechanic, yes, and Keith, I think, was both tagged. So, in so post. that was very. They have the tuckable <laughs> tummy pockets. It seems yeah. very useful. And you're never mismatched. Bears. Yeah, Color yeah, coordinate I mean. is very, very nice. <laughs>
3: That's a great uniform.
0: I think that would yeah. be great. That would be really
3: nice out there. Do you guys, uh, have anything else? I had the, uh, um, Dave said you're a hunter. Um, do you hunt on the golf course at all? Are you, do you ever set up like a pop-up blind or anything? Like,
2: uh, no, my goal is, is to get away from the course when I go hunting. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, other than, there's deer out there, but it's, it's not worth setting up a stand for. we got neighbors that take care of that issue. Mm-hmm. We don't have any oak trees yeah. or anything for many squirrels or anything. I've got so I got a bunch of brush piles established out there. So maybe this winter I can get out there and take care of some rabbits. But there you go. But no, I, I I need to get out and go sit next to a tree and take a nap sometimes.
0: Yeah, take a little <laughs> Take a little break.
1: Uh, another listener Do question you, that uh, I had.
0: Go ahead, Kevin. I'll let you go. I've been just rambling.
1: You. You deer hunt? Oh yeah. So, do you get any uh, bow hunting in? I imagine you work pretty much, sun up to sundown in October or early October at least.
2: Well, <laughs> October twentieth is is kind of my my goal to to start with my archery season, and I'm usually tagged out by the fifteenth of November. So I haven't shot a deer with my rifle and. Long time. Oh, same here.
0: Never. Uh,
1: that's a good problem to have. Hell yeah. Yeah. I've never seen
0: a deer during rifle season. And it sounds like if, you're, if eat... you're tagged out before that, it's the
2: same issue. <laughs> it, gets, it gets cold in November. So I'm usually
1: hard. eating tag stew by January. So,
2: Thanks.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's got, the other, it's got the opposite problem.
0: I have Thanks, uh, <laughs> another listener question here. <clears throat> uh drake thank you for the question says first off i love the course what was the process like
2: remaking number two's green number two green oh man we we have a long history that green and i together yes um basically the problem's basic i mean there's several unresolved it's still my least favorite green out there but, you know, remo- right. removing some of those trees, you know, I got rid of some of the roots that were growing inside of the green media and absorbing most of the water nutrients and just robbing. You, you can't have trees and then grass greens. It just, they just don't make good partners. So we, we thinned out some trees around that green, and eventually I just, you know, there, there's more not healthy grass here than healthy grass here. So I just made the call to finally just rip it up and and lay new sod down and yeah you had to have a temporary green down the down the base of the approach there for a little while but but in the long run i, I think it was the right call just oh, to definitely. get that just to get that green back to back to grass again
4: mm-hmm. it's but a- it's
2: it's still i still got to go off there and monitor that on a daily basis and i mean I judge things on on how golfers see it. I, I see stuff way before they see it, and I'm I'm can see that mm-hmm. by the end of the year that green is just about stressed out. It's, so it's still not healthy. But last year we started to do a deep tine aerification program, mm-hmm. and we did that again this fall. And I've really really enjoyed seeing the results from that deep tine. I mean, there's nothing else other than seeing the bomb of that cup. We're having a the grass roots are growing to the bottom of the cup and and i never had that before until i started punching eight inch deep deep yeah. holes in the ground yeah
0: you'd have inch long
2: right right and- so my my aerifier might go two and a half three inches and that's basically my you know you're only gonna grow roots as deep as you can airify so so last year i hired a company and they came in and did it in record time and almost made airification of the greens seemed easy that year. So, so heck yeah, I did it again this year. So, so if, easy as you can. So if you liked the greens this year, next, yeah. next year, they should be a similar green. And, and I think two was
0: again, I mean, this year they were as nice as they've been, but I think two looked because it, it went through rough times. Oh yeah. And I think this year it played, it played very well. The top, the very back of the green where that little bump's at, usually yep. that gets dried yep. out. Yep. And it seemed to hold up pretty good this year. So I think it's definitely working yeah, it's, for
2: you. It's still a problem, but as long as I can keep an eye on it every day. And yeah, during during the heat, that it's just stagnant air up there. It's just in a big bowl and air just doesn't move. And uh,
0: Continuing like on that. with his question, he had a second part to that. He says, is there any other major
2: facelifts that you would like to make to the course?
4: Hmm.
2: every every year i do something something different to that course you know and you know i think it was last year i you know i put that drain tile through number seven for example Mm -hmm. you know and just just the idea of drying up that fairway and yeah it's it takes work (laughs) yeah that always seemed to be a very and, and this year Spongy. this year it seemed to be playable. I mean, yeah, it, it rained pretty hard today, and yeah, they were still standing water out in the middle of Seven Fairway, but I bet you it yeah. dried up. It'll, it'll be playable by tomorrow yeah. now. So Not like it was. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm I'm looking at drainage work stuff more right now than yeah <laughs> than doing a relay out of the cars. Okay.
1: So uh when you when you do something like that. Uh, is that something that the, the board there has to, uh, agree upon or is that just kind of your call?
2: Like with their budget? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so <laughs>
2: so <laughs> everything yes. has
0: to pass through the board. There's no, I, like, I think,
2: I think I went ahead and just did that drain work and later told them about it. And then they agreed that it was a good decision.
0: Forgiveness. Yes, Instead of it's, permission. it's that's, a lot that's easier good. to have. There you go.
2: That's good sometimes. but It was a good move. But it was in the spring. You know, the, the timing of the year was right. And, you know, it's just yeah. every, everything fell into place. And like, yep, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it now. Mm-hmm. No time to ask permission. We'll ask for forgiveness later type deal. It's usually the best way, I would say. Usually. <laughs> uh, Steven had a question. It says, uh,
0: what hole... Do you find the most lost balls on? My Ooh. rebuttal to his question is back to him. Uh Steven, what hole is it that you're losing the most balls on?
2: I I kind of I, st- I kind of stopped picking up golf balls a long time ago. Yeah. I've got I've got more buckets of golf balls in the shop that I just had to clean out of the mowers, but but the secret spots are probably in the bottom of the ponds. Ooh. Okay. So so when you're searching... <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to say 11, 12, 6? Six. Six, 6 for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. How often uh, or do you ever
2: have divers out there to collect balls? You know, we used to have them come every year, but I haven't seen them in a while. So it's, it's been... They were here probably three so years ago. So there's a lot of gold in the bottom of those there ponds is, right there now. There is. All
0: right. I need to, Kevin, get yourself a wetsuit. Yeah, I we yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> That'd be great content. Get him that would time. be great. Like <laughs> go wetsuit out there?
1: Like Big Daddy walking in
3: there. <laughs> I'll
1: go in July. I don't need a wetsuit.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: Just some suntan lotion.
2: Just remember, those ponds are full of geese in the summer.
1: Yeah.
2: Is there fish in the ponds? Um. There. There is one neighbor kid that has permission to fish their ponds out there, and and I got him keeping the people off of them. So yes, there's fish in those. There's ponds. fish,
0: but not for you.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, call first. Yeah, we we used to have okay. a. We used to have a big goldfish problem. I don't know whose idea it was. When they originally built the course, they dumped their goldfish in those ponds. And, <laughs> and I can't I can't believe that there was gold waves out there. You'd just go out there and just a school of fish out there. And it was just, man, there's a, a lot of goldfish out there. So then I finally got a hold of a couple of kids, and they brought in some bass. And for some reason, we don't have any goldfish anymore.
0: <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> Question from Good Ryan. Ass. Question from Ryan. We had here. Uh, you maybe remember Ryan. Uh, last name's Iserhoth. Okay. Uh, he says we played on the Farwell Golf Team together. Uh, he says he feels like that he plays the best golf that he's played uh, in a long time. How has your golf game, you know, compared now to high school?
2: In high school, I enjoyed getting out and playing golf on the golf course. Now it's work. Yeah. Oh, come on, we played last weekend. I mean preach. I I <laughs> I enjoy it when people invite me to play golf. Mm-hmm. But just as long as they know if I'm out there playing golf with them, I'm not enjoying it. <laughs> I, I'm looking, I'm looking for stuff that I didn't get done. <laughs> yeah I, i'd rather be haunting so it's,
0: it's really hard to separate yourself from superintendent yeah. james and golfer james get my another course I, mind is I constantly get, i get invited to
2: play other courses you would think that i could turn it off and go play golf no yeah. i i'm and looking yeah. at stuff and then, yeah. and they're like, why do they
3: do it this way why do they do it at night like, this is like they should not be like I, yeah they should do this way
2: I'm just like, I, sh- I oh, should have just, just stay home and play golf. You know, I would have <laughs> at least accomplished a little bit. <laughs> when
3: are when you going to airfy or have you airified?
2: Yeah, so we airfied October 15th this year, and I hired that company to come in and do it again. So they brought in two tractors, and uh, the biggest complaints that I got is – is the day before I started hauling sand and dumping it on the greens. And I had to, I had to haul and spread out basically a train of sand. So that's 55 tons of sand I put on all of the 18 greens plus the practice green this year. So, yeah. 55 tons? Yes. So th- there was quite an accumulation of sand, and it wasn't as smooth as putting on grass. So they had to put... You, you know, so some, some golfers said that, that yeah, there just wasn't any break and yeah, you just had to work work through sure, it.
3: But, but we well,
0: we played in that secret course the day after you did that. And even though there was sand and you're hitting into them, they were a little slower on the putt. I mean, it seemed to roll fine. They seemed to break just as they normally would. I and mean, so, it seemed so fine. The,
2: the process that they you know, they came in and, and made big holes, but by the time we filled them all with sand and rolled them and we we spent all day trying to get the greens back to playable conditions. So yeah, that that day after mm-hmm. that they were not normal, but no, but they but were playable. They
0: rolled fine. They, yeah. I thought it was yeah. it was still uh you know able to read the breaks and they seemed to break and and roll fairly consistent
2: and everything there's no like they weren't they weren't bumpy they were they they were fine
0: yeah yeah they played fine so the amount amount of
2: disruption that we did to those greens and then the next day i don't i haven't heard any complaints yet about the greens being bumpy and that that was my main goal yeah it's just to get them back to somewhat playable
0: in in 2019 you went to india I did. believe it was 2019. I did.
2: Uh, what were you doing there? Well, our church went on a mission, <laughs> mission trip over there, and man, was that life changing. Yeah. Any
0: stories? Uh, <sighs> anything that you can talk about? Uh, you know, what'd you
2: do? Were you helping uh, unfortunate yeah, people he- there, or or what was going on? Uh, we were working with a children's mission, you know, because basically when you become an orphan over there you don't exist and to go over there and just acknowledge those kids and and give them love was something that they've never had before and you know just going around to the different huts and learning not to take pictures of cows and yeah, and yeah. other <laughs> but but the mass hysteria I mean, I can talk about the way that they drive cars over there and I would invite any one of those guys to come and mow my greens because they, they had so much control over those those vehicles and, but you know, I, I, the biggest problem I had over there is, you know, obviously I was a white American Mm -hmm. and going over Mm -hmm. there and everybody wanted to come and touch me and ask for food and you know and like yeah you're, you're surrounded by a swarm of people every day and you're and, like a like a celebrity basically and, to, to them oh yeah yeah
0: oh yeah i i felt similar things when i went to vietnam they're like oh man american right you you must have money like you must be a celebrity to be able to come over here and all that so i i would say you know they were like wow i wonder what he's doing and just interested in you just as much as you were probably interested
2: in in them i would think just some of the situations i got into you know i brought home that you know because you're always taught like situational awareness here in the states and and be aware of your surroundings and over there i just was overwhelmed with people wanting to touch me and and mm-hmm. Pick my pocket and (laughs) yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it it never happened. But you know, I came back safe, obviously, and you know, I was very fortunate to have good hosts over there that took good care of us. And
0: is it something you maybe plan
2: on doing again, or maybe a different location? I don't have the opportunity right now Mm -hmm. to go back, so I don't have to figure that out yet. So I have to wait until that situation comes, but. But, you know, if something comes within the States right now, there's no reason that I wouldn't do it.
0: Okay. Um, Something that somebody asked, um, and it was a question that we asked Sammy, but I figured we could just ask you now. Sure. Um, How often do you get offers from other courses? Um, Um, Just based on the, the quality of work that you do at Eagle Glen. I've honestly, in the past three years maybe more i haven't heard somebody say one bad thing about the course
2: and that must feel good i i've have gotten a couple of offers but you know it's it's very easy to turn them down you know i've I've been there 22 years now Mm -hmm. and for me for me to change courses now it's it's gonna take I gotta relearn the irrigation. I gotta I gotta understand what their equipment situation is. Is and the people at Eagle Glen are is what makes the job there unique. And there, there's no way that I can go anywhere else and have a couple of old people that will pull weeds for me for forty hours a week just for something to do and. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I can't I can't get over how much I appreciate the volunteers that I have out there. And I'm not gonna get that anywhere else. All right. So it, it's yeah. very it's very easy to turn down job offers. Okay. Kyle, Kevin, do you have anything left? Do you have um,
0: any questions for us, maybe?
2: How do you find time to play golf on a daily basis? <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh it's, I got to tell myself to make time for it. Um, It's a priority thing. And I would say these last two to three years, I've made it more of a priority to become better at golf. So get out of work and there's free time. Definitely not now that it's getting dark when you get out of work. But, oh, sure. um, you know, if there's time after work, get out and at least chip and putt, do some sort of practice. I try to stay in a league just to know I have one day a week of playing. So that's kind of how I try to make time for it. You know, working 56 hours a week, which is probably nothing compared to your hours, but uh, it feels like a lot for me. Yep. I try to, you know, make that time
3: to get out there when I can. How about you guys? I I I really I don't play anymore. I, I mean, I've played, I think a total of, Four times this year, um, like you said, it's all about your priorities. And um, like me and my wife, we're in a we're in a situation now where, um, if you're to the podcast, you know that me and my wife are building a house. So we're doing everything we can to to do that. Um, and we have our son Logan, um, so being present with him and you know. I take him to the golf course and we chip and putt, and that's a lot of fun. Um, He seems to enjoy like running up on the cart path and grabbing rocks and throwing them and waving at people and just doing stuff that's not even golf-related, which is perfectly fine. Um, That's kind of what I make of my time on the golf course um, since having him. So uh, when we went out and played with you and played with uh, Kevin. Eddie That was a lot of fun. That was probably the highlight of my golf this whole summer. Um,
1: yeah. She didn't say much.
3: <laughs> yeah. You know, you kicked our ass. Kevin.
1: Uh, yeah. Handicaps are a beautiful thing. They really are. I've been working on them my whole life.
4: Work on that high handicap. <laughs>
0: well, James, I want to thank you for coming in, allowing us to pick your brain a little bit. Um, from everything that I hear from people that golf out there, you're doing a great job. And we thank you for all the hours that you put in out there to make the course, what it is. Um, I enjoy playing out there. I'm sure Kyle and Kevin yep. do as well when they get out there.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: But thank you again for coming in. Is there anything that you would like to say to people on, on the course, like fix your ball marks, fix
2: your divots oh, <laughs> to help you out? <laughs> just come out and enjoy (laughs) all right (laughs) you you know all all the effort that i put into it you better enjoy it
0: (laughs) so listen up guys enjoy it out there 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 is a lot of work that goes out there uh thanks everybody for listening that's episode 14 see ya see ya